Welcome back, everybody. This is the Black Watch Podcast. I'm your favorite host, Larry Simpson, with my co-host, Destiny Johnson. Before we get into today's topic, I want to talk about something a little less serious than today's topic, but also still very, very serious. Today was a great day, and that's because my boy, Kevin Durant, is coming back today, and he is coming to bust the whole league's ass. It puts me in such high spirits to finally be able to watch the best basketball player in the world play again after having watched all this mediocre bullshit. So to start the episode off, I just wanted to say that's one thing that was on my mind. The second thing I want to say that's on my mind is I I love, you know, people out there trying Before to work. Before you transition, can I just say... Nobody ever puts Kevin Durant in any conversation about a goat. So I think you should chill. <laughs> listen, listen, we, we not. People, but I know I don't hear that name in the LeBrons and the Jordans and the Kobe's of the world. You know, so I'm going to say that. We're not even going to have that discussion. It's because people are haters. But what else is on my mind is I just wish, like, I'm, especially with my people, I always want to see everybody succeed. But y'all know good and well, some of y'all in positions y'all just don't got no business being in. And you know who you are. I had to call Cox today, and the sister was trying her best. But I don't know how their technical support, clearly, like, I guess it links it to her house. I hear her kids in the background. <laughs> yelling at her kids in the background. She said, hey, y'all, y'all know I'm on the phone working. And then, and then, right? And this is supposed to be, like, the higher level technical Tech, like technician she's she gonna tell me well did you try turning it off and then turning it back on and I was like yes I tried that she was like well babe I don't know what to tell you and she just seemed like the nicest woman ever and I'm not like I said I'm not gonna try to hate on the woman but I'm just saying some of y'all lied on your resume and some of y'all in positions y'all don't need to be in and you know who you are, and you need to get your ass out the positions because there's somebody like me who needs some technical support, and we can't rely on your ass. Destiny, what's on your mind? First of all, let me just respond to that. Childcare is so expensive. At, kudos to that lady for being able to work from home and get a bag and watch her kids all at the same time. She just trying to get a paycheck. You should be able to go to you should be able to go to Geek Squad or something to fix your, your cable because it still doesn't work. Your internet is terrible. That lady don't have nothing to do with your situation. <laughs> and everybody lies on their resumes. <laughs> what else are you supposed to do? And she also, up there trying her best, though. Not only do employees lie on their resumes, but employers lie to the potential employees to get you in the door. Everybody's lying. So whatever she is getting her money and you better have left her a good review <laughs> well i just you know, my, my my late mother used to say if you don't have anything nice to say sometimes you just don't say anything at all so i just left it because you know the, under different circumstances i would have been it was the most unprofessional call i had ever heard in my life <laughs> she was completely incompetent and not helpful whatsoever <laughs> not she was incompetent. She told you to turn it off and turn it back on. It's not her fault. It didn't work. You just got a trash device. <laughs> yes, let's get the topic for today. Okay. So like every other week this year, we've been hearing some disturbing news. And this week is no different. But one of the stories stuck with me. 
a lot of things actually that have been happening to children, which is just so, so unfortunate because children, they're so helpful. They're so helpless and they're dependent on us. And there's like these attacks on children. So of course there was another school shooting and it's like, you could have listened to a past podcast episode about a school shooting. And it's literally like, we're talking about the same thing. So I don't want to be repetitive in that aspect. But another unique story that happened this week that stuck out and that completely disturbed me and Larry is this story out of Houston. So this young man, he, he's not even a man. He's literally a child, disgusting behavior, DeAndre Flanagan. So he was on the phone with his child's mother, his two-year-old child, Zavea, and he was strangling his daughter to death while on FaceTime and killed her because the baby's mom would not give him the passcode to her phone or something allegedly. I don't know. There's no justifiable reason to, to do that. It's crazy. No, it's absolutely ludicrous. And, and, um, and there's a a bit of the law that comes into it because it's my understanding she had a protective order against him. And so that just begs the question, how how effective are these protective orders sometimes? You know what I'm saying? Because here you have a, a woman who clearly said, hey, this guy presents a, a danger to me. Now, she may not have expected him to present a danger to the child. I haven't read anything like to that nature. But she very clearly, if she went for a protective order, knew that, hey, this is some guy who I do not trust. He's a crazy person and he can just do anything at any fucking moment. And it's it's crazy when when somebody has enough wherewithal to bring it to authorities attention. And yet the system, and I can't even blame the authorities because there's only so much that they can do, but the system itself in place hasn't, didn't have a mechanism to protect this baby. Yeah. And this is a little unique situation. Like I've had a little tiny bit experience with family law, but like this whole situation, it's so messy. Like who in their right mind? wants to do that all day every day i feel like family law attorneys are psychotic as fuck and it ain't me they actually are i know a few but what i would say about this is family law the evidence is actually very unique so usually like with evidence like you can't bring in like past past um character evidence to try to prove something. But in family law, you know, it's a little lax, especially when there's children involved. It's always what is in the best interest of the child. And if there was um, a domestic violence order in place, usually kids are protected by it. So I don't know exactly what the situation is in this case, but he should not have been able to go within, I believe the standard is like 100 feet of the protected person and any other individuals that are included in the protective order. So I think that, you know, if there was a valid protective order in place, the system really failed her, failed this little child. It's all disgusting. And and like I said, but it also goes back to whether or not the the initial thought process was there was a 
um, that the child was endangered from him as well. So, I, you know, there's two things. Like you said, if there was a valid protective order, I'd, I'd be interested to see whether or not the child was listed on the protective order, order because if the child was, then it begs the question, well, why did the, the school release the child mm -hmm. to the father? And so that's that's where things get complicated. And I as the as it unfolds more, like I think we'll start to get those type of details and then we'll be able to better communicate exactly what happened and where the failure broke down. Because I, I, I don't care what anybody says. When a two-year-old dies, there was a failure and a breakdown somewhere. A hundred percent. There's so many breakdowns here. Like everything's just jacked up. It's crazy. And Protective orders, even like practicing law, it's just a concept that it really just makes no sense to me because if someone wants to violate it, they can violate it. I mean, you know, our police officers, they do the best that they can, but I mean, does that really protect you? It's really difficult to restrain someone in this manner. Some and of them do the best they can. <laughs> they do. Speaking of police officers, I am very happy about how the police officers came in so quickly to that school in Nashville, and it was a complete like night and day from the school that was in um, Texas last year, or was that earlier this year? I don't even remember. Everything's such a blur, but they did an amazing job. They did their job. I'm happy about that, but yeah, I mean, it's hard for police officers, and then sometimes people allow people to violate restraining orders. So literally you have to violate a restraining order to get arrested. And it's just like an honor thing, I guess. It's so weird. And, and this is the one thing that I will say that's kind of crazy about today's day and time. And we've talked about this case in particular and we talked about the school shooting. I think we've lost like just as human beings and I don't want to just characterize it as Americans, but I think as human beings, we've lost the ability to be essentially shocked by something. Like, think about it. A two-year-old was strangled on FaceTime Live. And other than saying, oh, that was really sad, I wasn't able to really understand the gravity of the situation because we as a society have become numb to violence. And certainly with the school shooting, it's like, oh, yeah, it's sad, but I just think about... You know, back in the day, you had Columbine. And when that happened, like, the world was standing still. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe somebody went into this high school and shot all these people. Like, there was such a shock. And I feel like in today's day and age, it's so commonplace at this point that we've lost the ability to say, oh, my God, there was a school shooting. And we just kind of went with it. And I mean, as a lot of you guys have heard um, from our previous episodes on the show, we had a, a cousin who was involved in a school, sh a school shooting. You know, these type of acts of violence, you used to think like, oh, it, it won't happen to me. It won't happen to people I know. And I just feel like now I think it's more likely than not if you ask somebody, do you know anybody who was involved in a school shooting? Do you know anybody who was murdered? Do you know anybody who was the victim of sexual assault or, you know, a rape? I feel like more often times than not, people know people who have been victims of these type of crimes which is just crazy. Everybody knows people nowadays. That's just like this. I said, we don't want to talk about this Nashville shooting because we talk about school shootings all the time, but we keep talking about it. But it's just like in this school, thankfully, not more kids were killed because schools are starting to be so good at training children to hide. 
Like if you look at the body worn camera footage, you can see the, the perpetrator going through the school, like actively looking for people to shoot. And that's when, I guess that's why there were three adults because they were trying to protect the children. But it's just like, it's crazy that it happens so much that kids know like what to do if there's an active shooter on campus. Like it happens every day. I think other countries look at our country and are like, what is your problem? Like these are kids. It's different like when there's like adults at war with people because you have your own fucked up problems going on. But when they're like innocent babies, nine-year-olds, two-year-olds, like why are you involving them in your politics, your drama? It's disgusting. And no, and, and what it really brings to bear, and like I said, to refocus it back on this poor baby, it's, it, there's a lot of things that as adults, and I'm not just saying the, our politicians, that as adults, we have failed the children in America. We have failed to provide enough safeguards to prevent the type of, you know, tragedy that befell um, Zavea. We've failed to put in enough safeguards to try to prevent something that happened with the young kids who were in the schools. Like it's, it's, we're constantly being bombarded with more and more data points to show that as adults, as parents, as policymakers, we are falling perpetually short and creating the safest environment. And I don't want to say we're the only country with crime because that certainly would not be the case. But it seems like we're the only country where it's so prevalent and we're supposed to have all the markers of a society that should be relatively safe. And it's becoming absolute craziness and chaos. It is. And it's just like there's these mechanisms in place like these drills or protective orders or these injunctive reliefs that you can apply for. But it's just really like, how does that protect you? Everybody's losing your mind. There's tons of people that need to deal with things and need therapy. And, you know, they're going out and interacting with the world. I mean, they also have these mass weapons and machine guns that they're able to inflict tons of harm on other people because they're hurting. It's so much like it's just damaged people damaging people. And because they're hurting, they're going out and affecting other people's families by killing their loved ones. And it's, crazy and no and and there's one thing that i wanted to touch on because a lot of times it's used as a scapegoat but i think it is a connection between the two most likely there's a lot to be said about mental health like at, and especially within the african-american community there i don't i don't care what anybody says you have to have something wrong with you to be able to strangle a two-year-old child i don't care who you are you have to be a psychopath you have to have some type of disorder for you to strangle a two-year-old. And then when you add the fact that it's his own daughter, like that person is clearly a psycho. So at what point, maybe we need to put something in the law that says, if you get a protective order, maybe you have to go to some type of psychological evaluation to determine whether or not you're crazy as fuck. Because that's clearly somebody who's deranged. That's not somebody who's working with all their marbles. Yeah, too. But also, I feel like it's just a weird situation. Like protective orders are also like pre-hearing 
devices that you can get and you can get it without that person being heard and having the opportunity to explain themselves. So a lot of people have protective orders against them. And I don't feel like sometimes it's rightful or justified. And to have them go through this process, they also have to pay for these services when you're involved with courts. It's really expensive, whether it's domestic violence, DUI or anything, you have to go through these programs and you have to pay for it. I don't know if that's just the right thing to do. Um, It's just a weird situation. I'm sure someone has the answers and has ways that they can, you know, um, go about this. But there's just like a lot of unhappy, hurt people that are hurting people. And it's so sad when you have innocent lives involved. Like this little girl did not do anything. Those kids at that school did not do anything. There's tons of cases where people just physically abused children or um, sexually abused children, it's undeserving. And all that does is create another cycle of abused people that grow up and abuse other children and people. And it's a never ending cycle. And it just sucks. It, it really sucks. And it sucks to hear about, like, I'm over it. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, it gets to what point do we as a society put you know put away our own personal agenda because like you said it is a balancing act right you have to balance the rights of the individual person who technically hasn't been charged and convicted of anything yet right so it can't be too restricted the the pre the pre um protective order it can be overly restrictive where it could be weaponized in a way where someone who's just like vindictive mad because her baby daddy don't want to be with her can just start using it as like a weapon and now he has to jump through all these hoops to you know see his kid or something like that right it can't be a situation like that but also it has to be it just i feel like it just has to be more thorough than the way that it is you know what i'm saying because it's like at, at what point do we say like people who are a threat to anybody can be a threat to somebody else you know what i'm saying it's like if i'm to a point where a court deems that I should probably stay away from one person, like that tells me that there there might be something going on. And like I said, it's such a weird standard to use because like I said, technically they haven't done anything in the eyes of the law. They haven't been found guilty. It's all an allegation at that point. Yeah. Well, there are eyewitnesses on this. I'm sure they can get the, I'm sure there's something where they can get the the FaceTime recording or something. Oh yeah, he's gonna be found guilty. They're gonna put him under the jail. They're gonna fry his black ass. Just like plead, and I hope, I hope like jail is miserable for him. Hopefully. Yeah, I always, I always think that sometimes the death penalty is the easy way out. Like now they're just dead and they're no longer there. Like I think it's a lot worse to have to live with what you did, send them to the worst prison you can find in the state and just have them rot there like just literally rot there you know maybe bring back yeah speaking of that the person i don't know who that guy's name something holder the guy who killed nipsey uh nipsey hustle his sentencing was this week and the judge actually said to him i believe he got like 50 years or something like that something ridiculous he's going to be in jail for a long time and he said 
basically he told him he was like this is not going to be an easy thing for you you're going to suffer so many people loved and adored him jail is going to be the worst basically the worst thing in the world for you and basically just telling him that over and over and i feel like up until this point he's been in um protective custody and away from people there was an incident where someone tried to fight him but like people that abuse children are sexually abused children it's really tough for you in jail and you definitely get your karma a hundred percent so whatever's to come for this guy he absolutely a hundred percent deserves it and it's just like I don't know I feel like because he's obviously still so fucked up in the head he's not gonna understand that he deserves this um, and, and and you're right because you're, you're speaking to like the state of mind, right? Because you got to think about it. None of your objective objectives were accomplished by that. Let's say in the long term, he wanted to be back with the child's mother. That's not going to happen. You're going to be in jail for your rest of life. She's going to be on the outside. Like, let's say you want to find out whether or not she was cheating. Well, that's not going to happen. Like the only objective that he could have had that he accomplished was, oh, well, I want her. I want to hurt her. Maybe she, I feel like she hurt me, she wronged me, and I want to hurt and wrong her. I was like, well, if that was your objective, congratulations. You probably accomplished that. But other than that, you really just fucked yourself. Stupid. Stupid. Like a special kind of dumbass. It's just like, was it worth it? Of course it's not worth it, but people are fucking stupid. I'm honestly done talking about these idiots, but... That was what is on the radar for today. People, again, take care of your mental health. Pay attention to people around you. I think it's important that you just ask questions and be observant. Protect your peace. That is what I'm getting at. And be observant to people around you. Like, don't be an idiot living next door to a murderer. But don't, like, don't just call the cops on your neighbors because they're black or they're latina or anything like that have some kind of judgment and do it correctly but we gotta we gotta neighborhood watch ourselves <laughs> that's what i mean but sure. that's all we have for y'all today thank y'all so much for joining us we'll catch up with y'all next week all right thanks you guys for listening and if you haven't already please like and subscribe to our podcast i am destiny johnson i'm larry sampson thanks for joining us and remember we said that shit and we meant that shit.